0: So we have the uh, Kim Porter verdict that's in now, guilty, obviously, and the sentencing, two years, all right, two years, welcome to the barbershop. Kim Porter, the officer that mistakenly killed a black person, this is the officer that mistaken her gun for her taser, all right? She mistakenly picked up her gun when she claims that she meant to pick up her taser. All right, so we'll, we'll grant her that. You made a mistake, all right? But see, friend, you, this is why I say all white people are racist, all right? All white people are racist because it is impractical to be anything other than a racist. And this Kim Potter, uh sentencing highlights this beautifully. I will explain. You see, everyone knows that the reason why she only got two years is because of racism, all right? Because you can look at the Somali cop uh, that made a mistake in Australia. They sentenced him, uh, you know, and he shot a white woman, I believe. They sentenced, him, they sentenced him to 12 years for a mistake. It was proven that it was a mistake, but uh, justice says that, okay, you're... To pay for this mistake, you you need to serve 12 years. Now, the sentencing for Kim Potter, it it was recommended to be seven to 12 years. The judge gave it two years, two years, all right? Black people that sell drugs get more than that. No violence at all, all right? Just selling drugs, just uh, distributing drugs can get Uh, has gotten people much longer than two years. This woman took a life. She took a life. And she only gets two years. Why the sentencing uh, sentencing disparity? The reason why is because of racism. All right. Now, now, ideally, if our so-called allies, if they were not practicing racism, as soon as that woman, as soon as that judge, uh, gave out that ridiculous sentence of two years for taking a life. Instantly, everyone would have been on Twitter, social media, whatever, nigga, proclaiming uh, how unjust the sentencing was, is, and also, also, Kim Potter herself for all the crying. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was long. all that crying and stuff would have stopped as soon as she heard two years for, um, for uh, 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 I guess what they're calling it, manslaughter two years for taking a life she would have stopped right away and said all the tears would have dried up right away and she would have said oh wait a minute she would have said the obvious uh I'm I'm truly sorry for this two years that's not justice this you are giving me two years because I'm white. I do not accept two years this is not correct you are giving me two years because of racism she didn't do that. White people are not doing that. They are not demanding an increase in the years that this woman has to serve. Why? Because white people they look at Kim Powder and they say, "Oh, this could be me." And if it and if it ever is me, then I want the same benefit. I want the same consideration. <laughs> That's what it is, folks. And then you may say, "Ah, oh, Cobra, oh, it's not practical for Kim Potter to uh, stop and tell the judge right then and there, I do not accept this sentence. It is not just, it's not long enough. Who does that? My point exactly, because as a white person, not being racist, not practicing racism, it's not practical. This is why your host and all his wisdom, nigga, he always tells you, assume that every white person is racist i don't get it doesn't matter all right it doesn't matter if you you point to someone nigga somewhere in buttfuck iowa somewhere in buttfuck maine who you can show 24 hours seven days a week does not practice in rate does does not practice racism that's just, uh, statistically insignificant do you understand what that means Of course, you have some people who who you would look at and who would be classified, you know, who you would classify as white just by looking at them. Of course, you have some that truly do not practice racism and they're not racist. Never mind them. That's a side note. In your own life, in your everyday existence, you need to have a way of framing the world around you. It does nothing for you to look for the needle in the haystack. That one white person somewhere that truly is not white. That what, what does that do for you? Nigga, we are talking about being able to diagnose a problem and move forward solving this problem. And a key component of that is being honest about the situation. Honest about the enemy. And honest about the nature of the problem. All white people that are racist are not all... Are they, all white people who are racist are not necessarily going to be people difficult to deal with. All right? But most white people, well, I won't even say most. Many white people that are racist, that perpetuate racism, they do it because it's practical. Make it, work to make it so that it's not practical. This is a key idea in solving this problem. It is practical for a white person to be racist. We have to do the work to make it so that is, so that it is not practical and that it's not so fucking easy. Now I'm going to say one more thing, and then we're going to break. I'm going to change your life. Cobra is going to change your life. You may be saying, well, what can we do? You know, why is it that there's a judge all right, sitting in a position of power that can give out such a ridiculous sentence? Well, because you're not in power. No, you're not. And don't point to the Negro judges that you're Googling online, because I guarantee you most of them are Negroes. What is a Negro? A Negro, N-E-G-R-O-E. A Negro, my beautiful black friend, is somebody that works for white people to assist and help them maintain and perpetuate their racist system. A Negro is a person who seemingly sits in positions of power, but is just making a salary and they don't challenge white supremacy. And they vouch and they take up for and they explain white supremacy. They explain it away. Oh no, no, It's not white supremacy. Well black people, uh, black people are committing crimes against black people. What about black on black crime? It's those people. Negroes, Negroes. So how do you get to, how do we get to a point in society where true FBA sits in positions of power, acting as FBA. Well, listen very closely. I'm going to change your life. Now, your host took an, uh, an investment calculator. He put a $1,000 starting investment into the uh, investing investment calculator input. All right. So let's say you take $1,000, invest it in the stock market. The stock market historically has given returns at or above a little bit over 10% and this has been for at least a hundred years. All right, so keeping that number in mind, uh, assuming that the stock market maintains that average 10% annually, you put your thousand dollars into the stock market, all right? Every month for the rest of your life, you contribute a hundred dollars a month, all right? And like I just said, the market continues to return on average 10% annually. Okay, within 100 years time, how much net worth do you have? My friend, you have over $170 million. Now, if that underwhelms you, that is because you do not understand power and you need to look in the mirror. Or it's because you are selfish and you're not truly looking to undermine and end white supremacy. All right but to those of you all who understand the power of that statement, for those of you all who understand the power of legacy and the fact that life goes on without you and that you have children and grandchildren and they're people that you want to look out for, you understand exactly what I just said a hundred and seventy plus million dollars for a little old measly thousand dollars. 170 plus million dollars. $100 a month. Rest of your life for 100 years. And after you pass away uh, to continue it on for 100, that's $170 million. Why is money important? Because you get what you pay for. See, this is the reason why you don't have judges. You don't have FBA judges. Because FBA don't have money to send their kids to law school. That's what it is. But see, with $170 million in your bank account, you can send your children to law school. Never mind scholarship. You don't need no fucking scholarship, nigga. Send your children to wherever the fuck you want to send them with $170 million. Oh, why is it though we don't have black doctors, black nurses while we get treated like shit when we go into the hospital, nigga? Well, that's because we don't have money to send our children to, uh, to uh, medical school. We don't. We don't. You need a scholarship. Huh? You need some white, uh, some white, charity funding you funding your dream oh it's my dream to be a doctor oh it's my dream oh and some good white christian cracker comes along and takes one negro out of the ghetto sends them to school and all of a sudden there's a movie made about how this white person saved some miserable nigger children by sending them so that they could get their higher education no, 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 educate your own. See, with $170 million, you can skip white people altogether. Huh? With $170 million, you can build your own institutions. Just imagine if black people were on code, all right? If a million black people were on code and if a million black people listen to Cobra, listen to me, follow me into the palace of wisdom as I explain these things to you. A million black people were on code and did exactly what I just said thousand dollars in an investment account ten percent annual return digger uh donating a hundred dollars monthly for a hundred years so that your great uh so that your potentially your child and especially his or her children and their children can start building for the purpose of just uh separating no for the purpose of dominating. It's okay to aspire to dominate. This is your country too. The fuck should they dominate all the time? Why do you want, why, why not challenge them? How has it been under their rule? I say it fucking sucks. Now you put yourself in a position to dominate. Why, so you can mistreat people? No. We need someone, we need some group of people to ensure that some of these rotten Americans live up to the ideas of what the fuck they wrote on paper. Constitution, nigga, the amendments. Now, who better to do this than the people that's been oppressed by these crackers? Expand your mind, nigga. Listen to what I say, follow me into the palace of wisdom and then you will understand you will get understanding kim potter received two years because of racism if you're thinking anything else you're acting and thinking like a negro don't be a negro all right kim potter and her cracker brethren are not going to stand up and truly push for an equitable society. This is why she did not stand up right away and say, oh, no, 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 judge, with all due respect, um, that you're practicing or you're perpetuating racism. This sentence disparity, uh, yeah, this sentence disparity is too much and it is because of racism. I demand that you sentence me within the recommended range that you were given. No, she did not do that. Because that's not practical. Because it's not practical if you're white to be anti-racist. Ha! And third, you have all the tools you need to lift yourself out of your oppressive predicament. Take yourself and your selfishness out of it. Think about the long-term game. Follow me into the palace. Think about the long-term game. Huh? Cause it's not just about you, nigga, you, you selfish nigga. Think about the long-term game. You have children, they're gonna have children. How about we end this cycle of white supremacy? So you may not be here to enjoy, but take, take pride, take satisfaction in knowing that this system is not permanent and that you are directly doing something to ultimately undermine it. Build for the future. Build for the future. Get used to the thought that you will not, you probably will not see a society free from white supremacy. But that doesn't mean that your children and or your grandchildren uh, have to be in a society where white supremacy exists. Put your people in a position to dominate. Domination is the word of the day. Put, do, do now, behave now. You know what? Take that, do it. Take a thousand dollars, store it in the stock market. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Put your people in a position to dominate. Nah, nigga, it's not just about black national. It's about dominating. Dominating. Dominating is not a bad thing. Dominating just means that you have power to influence people to do what the fuck you want them to do. Why are you afraid of this? It's because you're scared, huh? It's because you know, uh, it's a uh, sit down, Ezra. Now, listen, Ezra, listen. Now, the good white folks, we know you Negroes, you're not born to lead, you're supposed to follow, and then you will get your reward in heaven. You understand that, Ezra? Do you see? You got to get rid of that Ezra mindset. Uh, sit down, little Ezra. Don't say nothing. Shut up, nigga. And the good Christian white folk will take care of you, boy. Be good boy. Be good Christian Negro boy. You don't want to be a Negro boy. You don't want to be a little Negro girl. You want to be self-determining. But in being self-determining, you have to go for domination. Period. There is. Learn your history, nigga. See, I always say, learn your hi- You cannot separate. You have to confront. It's time now to orient ourselves towards dominating. Because like I said before, who better, and more rightfully so, to dominate than us? Who has the moral justification? Us, we do. Because we've been the ones oppressed the most, so it's time to orient ourselves towards dominating, so that we have the power, influ- uh, the power and influence, and so that we can truly make this society what the fuck it's supposed to be, and make these people live up to all the bullshit they put on paper. Anything else is bullshit. It's scary it's old bitch shit and I don't want to be a part of it barbershop greetings and thank you for listening to the barbershop during this quick break I want to ask you to seriously consider supporting this podcast by way of financial contribution I don't have the financial support of the white podcasters people like Joe Rogan who's currently worth over a hundred million dollars. I choose to podcast as an unapologetic black person for the benefit of black people. This is the only media property that critiques the racist society we live in in a way that's uncomfortable for racists and constructive for black people. This is a space where we can have honest conversations about our thoughts and feelings without repercussions from the hostile racists who currently dominate. This is the only space where practical and constructive solutions are given to black people to drastically improve quality of life, despite what racist whites may have to say about it. Now, if you support the idea of black people standing up and breaking the foot that continues to cast its shadow of oppression, then support the barbershop, If you support the idea of black people creating our own institutions, our own towns with our own businesses, schools, churches, and hospitals, our own media, film, television, and music, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people being independent from white people, this means being able to feed, educate, employ and defend ourselves support the barbershop you can support by clicking on the support button at the top of the page and contributing a monthly donation now if you don't support these values and if you don't want to support the show then I'll quit doing this podcast and look for a lucrative deal from white people to give their talking points and support their narratives and sell out my own people like the rest of the black negro media elite thank you
1: baby you listen to me well daddy this is baby J.R. Smith talking to you daddy with a message that may change your life I'm changing lives daddy listen real close you are now at a crossroads in your life daddy I know you got that check and you looking to spend that check on something that's not constructive baby but listen to baby J.R. listen to baby J.R. Smith as I talk to you if you want the best opportunity, Daddy, for your alpha male children, your Christian alpha male children to be successful in life, Daddy. I recommend very seriously you send them to baby J.R. Smith's basketball training camp, Daddy. There they will learn all the fundamentals needed to be able to play pro basketball. If you ever dreamed of your children, your alpha children, of making you successful, Daddy, of making your parenting successful, all your efforts, then I suggest you take this investment opportunity real seriously. If you want big-time contracts, mansions, trips all around the world, daddy, you will take Baby J.R. Smith's opportunity real serious. Contact us now. We're on social media, daddy, Twitter, Facebook, Instagrams. You can reach us, baby, we can make your dreams come true. Again, yeah, this is for the children. We are training strong Christian alpha male children, putting them on the basketball court, daddy, training them to be leaders on the basketball court, daddy, and leaders in life. Also, for a limited time only, baby, if you hop on this opportunity, if you take the opportunity God has presented to you, baby, we will also throw in the package a deal, a a deal from Heisenberg's law firm, baby. Brandon and marketing. So in case your little Jamal messes up this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, baby. He will have the hands of professionals waiting to catch him before he falls, daddy. It doesn't get no sweeter than this, baby. Make sure you contact baby J.R. Smith. Basketball training captain services, daddy. Ties to professional basketball players all over the world, baby. Agents. Coaches, we have all the contacts to give your children the best opportunity to make it pro, baby. To make something of their lives, baby. But you have to pick up the phone right now and call Baby JR's Basketball Training Camp. Thank you. God bless.
2: My wind up broke, will I'll always remember that I had a swing in time. Uh, I'm gonna give it everything I've got, to. lady look, Please let the dice stay hot. Let me shoot a seven with every shot, sign Beaver, Las Vegas, Beaver, Las Vegas, Beaver. Las Vegas. Beaver
3: Tonight, Americans in Russia are being urged to have an evacuation plan out of the country. The U.S. Embassy warns of the threat of attacks in public places, including Moscow and along Russia's border with Ukraine. That's where the Kremlin has amassed a massive military force in advance of an expected invasion of its former Soviet neighbor. CBS News has also learned that Russian commanders have received their orders to attack and they are getting ready for battle. Today, Russian military exercises in Belarus near Ukraine's northern border were scheduled to end, but now they've been extended. And late today, President Biden held an emergency meeting with his National Security Council at the White House. At the nearby Lincoln Memorial, Ukrainian-Americans rallied in solidarity with families and friends back home, many of them demanding Vladimir Putin face punishing sanctions now for his aggression. CBS's Nicole Killian is at the White House tonight and with Europe on the brink of its worst war in decades. Nicole, good evening.
4: Good evening to you, Jerika. President Biden spoke briefly with French President Emmanuel Macron following a meeting with his national security team. The administration is still hoping for a diplomatic off-ramp warning Russia could pay a steep price if it chooses war. President Biden convened his national security team behind closed doors at the White House to discuss the escalating crisis between Ukraine and Russia. Everything uh, we're seeing tells us that the decision we believe President Putin has made to to invade is moving forward. Secretary of State Antony Blinken on face the nation not ruling out a last ditch effort at diplomacy. President Biden has made very clear that He's prepared uh, to to meet President uh, Putin at any time, in any format, if that can help prevent a war. While Russia denies it will attack Ukraine, there is no innovation and there is no such plans. It continues a buildup along the Ukrainian border, amassing as many as 190,000 troops and extending military drills with neighboring Belarus. A U.S. official also confirms to CBS News intelligence shows Russian units have received orders to proceed with an invasion. I think he, he's assembled the right kind, uh, the kinds of things that you would need uh, to conduct a successful uh, invasion. What are you waiting for? Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky wants sanctions imposed now. But the Biden administration reiterated it'll likely hold off until Russia invades. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence.
3: And Nicole, this new warning to American citizens from the U.S. Embassy in Moscow about uh, the threat of potential attacks, what more are we learning?
4: Well, Jerika, this alert cites possible threats to shopping centers, metro stations and other public places in Russian cities, as well as the heightened tensions along the Ukrainian border. It stops short of telling Americans to leave the country, but urges them to have an evacuation plan. Jerika. Nicole Killian at the White House. Thank you.
0: Welcome back. You're in the shop. Glad to have you here. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to ask for your support. The Barbershop is a Black-owned media property that exists exclusively for the political, social, and cultural benefit of Black people. I run it myself, the website, the articles, the writing, and recording of all the shows and the post-editing. It's all done by me. I ask that you do your part and support Black media, something that's desperately needed. You can do so by becoming a supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button at the top of the page. Also, please subscribe to the show. It really helps. I'm on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Lastly, I want to hear what you have to say. You can now leave me a message by clicking on the message button at the top. All right, so uh, the experts are predicting that Russia will be invading the Ukraine really soon. Now your question probably is, uh, why should I care about Russia, Ukraine, or anything that goes on in Europe? Why should I care? See, the answer is very simple, because people that concern themselves with power do. That's why you should care. You see, FBA tend to have a very isolationist, separatist mindset that just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Disconnect from the world and you get left behind. Disconnect from the world and you put yourself in a position to get mistreated, pushed around, smacked and kicked. This is what has happened to us. Learn from your history. Learn from your history. All right. You tried that isolationist bullshit on the African continent. It didn't work. When the Europeans came, you did not have the insight to study these people because you were just concerned with your own infighting and squabbling going on on the continent and getting trinkets from the Europeans, not realizing that these people were looking to dominate. See, this is what happens when you don't concern yourself with what the fuck is going on outside of a two mile radius, nigga. This is what happens. Learn from your history. Uh, And colonization teaches us this, Tulsa teaches us this. Learn from your history. People that have this kind of an attitude have too much of a slave mindset. There, I said it. It's true. You may have a slave mindset. It's the old, well, I don't have to worry about what happens over there. That's someone else's problem. Or uh, someone else will take care of it. See? Nah, you don't want to be that way. Because in our case, that someone else, let's be very clear, that someone else is white people. Alright? That someone else is white people. As an American, you should care. Because... We have our global strategic uh position to consider on the global chessboard friend that's why you should care you're an american and as an american you have an interest in this country's global strategic position and maintaining it now if what you know if what i'm saying sounds like gibberish it's because you have been so far removed from concerns dealing with power so far removed From anyone giving a fuck about what a slave thinks about anything. That you are incapable of thinking about matters of great importance, such as a nation state's territorial integrity. You see, if Russia does invade the Ukraine, all right, it would be the first major war in the European theater since uh, World War II. Now, the State Department is saying that. Over 100,000 people could lose their lives if this war happens. Uh, The international markets would definitely suffer. Shit, I mean, you like gas, nigga? You like filling your car up with gas, right? See now, well, Russia is the uh, second largest exporter of gas, I believe. So if this conflict happens, demand for gas will be far greater than supply, which means you pay more at the pump. Uh, But that aside, Uh, Get out of the mindset of what happens to them doesn't matter. This mindset of, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to uh, mind my business and worry about what I see right in front of me. This is the mindset of a slave. This is the mindset of a slave. And you're not a slave. FBA must strive to be dominant. And part of being dominant is knowing about and being part of every major event that takes place, whether it be directly or indirectly. See, no one asks slaves for their input on issues of great importance. Issues that could mean life or death for thousands of people. No one gets the opinion of a slave because slaves don't matter. For too long, for too long, friend. We as FBA have carried ourselves with the importance equal to that of a slave. Someone who just doesn't matter. This is not acceptable. This is not right. No, it's not right. All right. Now, hopefully war doesn't break out, but if it does, take some time to learn about what's going on because your input and your thoughts and your perspective matters. Alright, they really do. Alright, going back to a time when music was music and there was a message. Listen up, little kitties! <laughs> Be right back!
5: Roll another blunt. Yeah. La I was gonna clean my room until I got high <laughs> ooh, ooh. I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high uh, la, 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 My room la, la, la. is still messed up, and I know why Why, man? Yeah, cause <laughs> I got high, because yeah. I got high, yeah. because, because I got high la la, la Go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. Ooh, uh, ooh. I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh, La, da, da, I'm taking da, 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 da. it next semester, and I know why. <laughs> why, why man? Because yeah. hey, I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next. One. Go to the next. One. Go to the next. One. Okay. Uh. I was gonna go to court yeah. before I got high. <laughs> uh. ooh. I was going to pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh, yeah. They took da, 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 da. my whole paycheck, <laughs> and I know why. Why, man? Because yeah, hey, I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high.
2: <laughs> la, da,
5: da, 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 I wasn't going to run from the cops, <laughs> but, but I was high. Uh, I'm serious, man. Mm, I was going to pull right over and stop, but, but I, was I was high. Uh, <laughs> la da, now Da-da-da. I'm a paraplegic chicken. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> why? Man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. La da da I was gonna make love to you. Uh, but then I got high. You serious? Uh, I was gonna eat your pussy too. Uh, but then uh, I got high Up my entire go, life go, Because I got high go, 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 go. I lost my kids and wife Because like I got I, high Say what, say what, say what, say what Now go, I'm sleeping da, da. on the sidewalk And I know why, why man. Yeah, hey, Cause I got high Because I got high Because I got high la, 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 da, da, da. I'ma stop singing this song oh, yeah. Because I'm high <laughs> President <laughs> uh. Baby. This whole thing wrong yeah. because I'm high. Bring high. it back, bring it back, <laughs> and, and da, if da, I don't da, sell da. one copy, I'll know why. <laughs> why, man? Yeah, yeah, hey, cause I'm high. Cause I'm high. Cause I'm high. Are you really high man? He really uh. is high, man. Shoop shoot shoopy doo-whai. Get jiggy with
6: it. Skippy deebi. <inaudible>
0: oh, <inaudible> Greetings. Thank you for listening to The Shop. During this quick break, I want to ask you to seriously consider supporting this podcast by way of financial contribution. I don't have the financial support of the white podcasters. People like Joe Rogan, who's currently worth over $100 million. I choose to podcast as an unapologetic black person for the benefit of black people. This is the only media property that critiques the racist society we live in, in a way that's uncomfortable for racists and constructive for black people. This is a space where we can have honest conversations about our thoughts and feelings without repercussions from the hostile racists who currently dominate. This is the only space where practical and constructive solutions are given to black people to drastically improve quality of life Despite what racist whites may have to say about it. Now, if you support the idea of black people standing up and breaking the foot that continues to cast its shadow of oppression, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people creating our own institutions, our own towns with our own businesses, schools, churches, and hospitals, our own media film television and music then support the barbershop if you support the idea of black people being independent from white people this means being able to feed educate employ and defend ourselves support the barbershop you can support by clicking on the support button at the top of the page and contributing a monthly donation Now, if you don't support these values, and if you don't want to support the show, then I'll quit doing this podcast and look for a lucrative deal from white people to give their talking points and support their narratives and sell out my own people like the rest of the black Negro media elite. Thank you. (목소리) (목소리) His (목소리) h
7: 하나, <목소리> 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 Can I just talk to you
8: for Michael Brown is a former Maryland police officer who now works for a company that trains law enforcement officials.
3: Homicide, suicide, how fast it can change.
8: He is also one of 12 minority officers who filed a lawsuit in 2018 alleging systemic racism within the ranks of Maryland's Prince George County police force. A problem, he says, that starts at the top.
4: It's a learned behavior just like a kid. You don't know of racism until somebody teaches it to you. So it's the same thing going to the police department. Because a person coming into law enforcement, you don't know how to get away with stuff. Somebody got to teach that to you. And that's the problem right now because all the leadership
8: Attracting more black applicants to the force is one way to fix the system, some policing experts say. But the death of George Floyd and other African Americans at the hands of police has hampered an already problematic hiring process that's decades old. Sergeant Anthony Russell, a former recruitment supervisor and head of a black officer's advocacy group in Baltimore County, Maryland, explains.
9: I remember when I became a police officer, I remember talking to my father. Uh, who grew up in Durham, North Carolina, and he said to me very clearly, why would you want to be the police? These were the same people who had fire hoses and had canine dogs, and they used these dogs and these hoses against us. So that's an uphill battle that every municipality is going to deal with as far as recruiting minorities. When you add the George Floyd situation on top of that, it makes it that much more difficult.
3: The department needs to hire someone that looks like me, that looks like him, that knows the community, and it builds up the kids also in the community to say, I want to be like that police officer, this police officer.
8: That's Lieutenant Sonia Zollicoffer alongside Lieutenant Thomas Boone. Both are also plaintiffs in the lawsuit against Maryland's Prince George County Police Force alleging racism. Bureau of Justice Statistics data show that in 2016, whites accounted for 71.5 percent of the 701,000 sworn local police officers in the U.S. African Americans account for 11.4 percent of local police forces, a drop from 11.9 percent in 2013. The nationwide averages mask bigger gaps in big cities, which are both less white and have more police per capita than many small towns. Police experts say black recruits face nepotism, more problems during background checks, greater barriers to promotion, and higher discipline rates once hired. In other words, the entire recruiting process and resources devoted to it needs to be reformed, says Russell.
9: You have to recruit people for real, the same way IBM recruits, the same way Amazon recruits, if we want to be looked at that way, if we really want to change the community, how much money are we putting in recruitment? Because if it's $26,000, that's not enough.
0: Welcome back to the show. You're in the barbershop. Family, family, listen up closely, listen to your host. I want to spend some time talking about being on code and being constructive. A big part of being constructive is being active in your community. Too long, active for us has meant going to join some organization and marching, hoping that some white people will save us. This is what being an activist has meant. No, 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 no. right first off there is no payment in doing these things uh these types of activities are needed but to the extent that we do this types of stuff marching and all that begging uh it's way too much you see you have to find better ways you have to find better ways to fight white supremacy and ideally Ideally, you would fight white supremacy on your job. This is why it is so important that we develop a culture oriented towards sending our young people, putting them into law enforcement, especially in the black area. There should not be white cops patrolling walking around with guns in black areas i mean that is just indicative of a people that have lost you have the oppressed or representatives of the oppressing class policing your people that is just the the biggest indication of a loser's mentality a loser's attitude let me say it again a culture oriented towards sending our children into law enforcement on code on code now on code means that you're going there to enforce the law this is the trouble there ain't no law that says that it's okay to take some nigga and throw him upside the you know throw him on top of a hot hood of a police car and smack him around that's illegal you need to be there stopping that No, being on code means that you are in these departments uh, making sure that the 13th, 14th, and 15th amendments are being recognized. In this case, well, the 14th amendment, really. All right, as it apply, you know, as it applies to law enforcement and how you treat people. Because as a result of winning the Civil War, the 14th amendment was passed. This gives Black people access to everything it means uh, to be a citizen in this country. You have to be treated like whites. But that doesn't happen now, does it? And in law enforcement, that's why you're there. That is being on code, enforcing the law, but also making sure no bullshit goes on. It's a It's shameful. And see, you know, don't give me this, uh, you know, well, they they ain't gonna let us join. They ain't gonna let us join and do that. Fuck out it. See, that's an excuse. That is not true. That's not true. You have access just like anyone else. There are requirements. You meet those requirements. Boom, you're in. Now, if there is to be discovered some type of uh, systematic exclusion of black people because there this has not happened yet because uh we have not tested the water so to speak but if it shows that in some locality uh in some locality sorry there's some uh systematic exclusion of black people in a scenario where black people are orienting themselves towards sending a good number of our our children into law enforcement then we fight it in the courts and then if it's discovered that they're not enforcing the law, and that they're not abiding by their discrimin- uh, discrimination laws in the courts. Then there don't have to be any more police precincts uh, precincts in that area. See, this is what it means. This is what it means to be free. There are responsibilities to make sure that you're treated right. That's your freedom, nigga. If you take, if you what's the term if you exhaust all legal means of solving your problem and you see that you're still being mistreated then the next solution well you they don't have to be because they're not valid they're not valid now if that scares you and again we're talking about worst case scenario but uh worst case scenario but if that scares you then you need to work on that that is a problem because this is exactly how freedom works. Nigga, you free to join the police departments, nigga. Now we have pockets of black people joining the police departments now, but most of these black people, are, I, let me take that back. I don't know, but too many of them are not on code. All right. Too many of them are not there for the specific reason of making sure that black, when black people are, are apprehended, they're not mistreated. All right. So that's why, again, I have to emphasize children because children are still learning. So rear your children and being on code for the uh, advantageous benefit of black of find, foundational black Americans, FBA. All right. So when you get when you have a culture of FBA sending their, sending their children to law enforcement, sending their children uh, into the courts the law schools, nigga, huh? Now you can cut down on the mistreatment. But see, we had this attitude of, we, we like to pretend that we are not part of the system, that we're so cool because in our little minds, we are pretending that we're doing something by not participating in the system. This is the mindset and the behavior of a loser. This is why we lose. This ain't my system, this is a system. No, 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 no. This is your system. You choose not to do anything to take it, to take what's rightfully yours or to take your share. That is shameful. That is shameful. Oh, this system is evil. Nothing good can come. See, don't waste your time with that kind of talk. I've heard all that before. Oh, this system is evil. No, 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 no. The system is not evil. The system is just uh, legislation and policies on paper. Those things can be changed. Let's be direct. Point your focus, point your anger and your animosity at the people. There's nothing wrong with the system. It's the people. Let's personalize it. It's white people. This is why your host always says, white people are the problem. Say it with me. White people are the problem. It's not some system. It's not some uh, imaginary system that, oh, you know, well, we just got to throw our hands up and just pray about it. Or we have to separate and be, uh, be to, you know, be in our own little bit somewhere, where you know where we don't have to deal with all the troubles of the world. No, 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 it doesn't work. It does not work. Now, on the last show, I told you, I told you about Liberia, nigga. Look at Liberia, huh? These are our ancestors, all right. Former slaves. Then you know we're gonna make a nigga nation. All right, get the fuck out of here, nigga. You are granted permission to leave and make your own nigga nation. And you see, that's black nationalism. But the problem with Liberia is that it is existing within a system of white supremacy. And white supremacy is global. It's global. You see, you can't escape it, friend. You ain't going to go off to some village somewhere and live in euphoria. That ain't going to happen. You're going you gonna to separate and you'll have your own little spot. And then when it suits them, they will come and burn your shit. You have to deal with white supremacy. This See, listen to your host. The goal, you have to be dominant. What's wrong with FBA aspiring to be dominant? Aspiring to set the rules what's wrong with that because see when it's time to party oh everyone gets on board then everyone want to get on board the nigga train and they let us conduct when it's time to party a bunch of interracial sex huh oh yeah oh yeah this the party people yeah they party with us like in the old slave days the slave days when that old the, the the nasty master Huh? Would invite his cracker friends over on Saturday and watch the niggas uh watch the niggers get drunk, dancing, having a juke of a time. Oh it was so fun. Oh yeah, these niggas they, these niggas they can party real good, real fine. Huh? Nigga, you are good for sports, nigga. Running, jumping, dunking. This is what you're good for. Oh they'll let you leave that. Go on ahead, nigga. You want to lead a a pack of niggas in an NBA basketball association? Go on ahead, nigga. But guess what? We don't want no niggas leading in the Congress. We don't want too many nigga generals making decisions from an FBA perspective, which is the right perspective. Be proud, nigga. Uh, You've been following these people for what? 300 plus years it's time for new leadership they get the fuck they need to get the sit the fuck down Everyone know our shit is better anyway nigga. We have better ideas nigga. We do things but our food is better. Come on Come on Get some swag right. Just some of the most scariest people nigga and then but get some of the most just uh contradictory uh, types of people huh? Because you talk all this shit shit about swag and clothes. You know, niggas good for wearing clothes and setting uh, uh, trends in fashion. You set trends in fashion, nigga. But yet when it comes to taking that same swag and applying it to something meaningful, challenging crackers, all right, and saying, no, 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 no. You guys have been at the wheel far too long. It's time for us to dominate. It's time for us to be the most influential on legislation and policies, what the fuck this country does. Everybody now just wants to just look as if they don't understand what the fuck is going on. Huh? We can't do that. We can't do that. That's not right. Where where are our allies? Where are our, our nigga? You don't have no allies, nigga. You don't have no allies. Develop a code of behavior. The power is right in front of you. You don't need to create nothing new. The mech as in, and the mechanisms you've had an influence on the mechanisms of power. The fuck are you wanting to create something new? You you created this system to a, to a large extent. The fuck out of here. Learn your history. This country wouldn't be shit without the Thirteenth, Fourteenth, and Fifteenth Amendment. Huh? Everyone's talking about all this uh, integration and all that. These immigrant groups, they should be thanking you for your ability to get these racists to live up to their own language and their own legislation and policies. You created the 14th Amendment. There wouldn't be no immigration. There wouldn't be no successful immigration without you and your contributions in the uh, Civil War and your contribution in the civil rights movement. So on that, on that. Sick of this shit. Sick of this, this loser's mentality. Oh, we, they won't let us. They won't let us. Are you serious? Are you serious? That's the kind of attitude that would have kept us enslaved. They won't let us. That is sick. You are sick talk to you about building institutions. Everyone wants to bitch, moan and complain. Oh, oh, what about the education? Oh, Black Lives Matter. How about building your own institutions? Oh, well, we don't have any money. Have you listened to Yvette Cornell? Oh, we don't have no money. We can't do this. We can't do that. Okay, fine. Let me, again, let me tell you, my friend, take a thousand dollars, throw it into the stock market, keep it there for a hundred years, donate a hundred dollars a month, to the investment account, the market has yielded on average a ten over a ten percent return in the past hundred years. My friend, if you were to do that a hundred years from now, that initial thousand dollar investment at a hundred dollars a month with a annual an average annual return of ten percent, nigga, you uh you will net over a hundred and seventy million dollars actually over 180 million dollars get the fuck out of here there's your reparations right there there's your reparations right there do you not have access to markets do you not have access to investing are you telling me that a thousand a million niggas in this country don't have access to a thousand dollars are you telling me that a million niggas in this country don't have the intellect to pick A decent mutual fund? Huh? I mean, what are you telling me? Oh, 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 wait, wait. Are you telling me that niggas are too selfish to think about the future? Are you telling me that niggas are are, are too selfish to think about their children and their grandchildren and their great-grands? Oh, that makes sense. Are you telling me that niggas are narrow-minded? Oh, now that makes sense. Smart nigga. I understand i'm not slow i get it i tell you about life insurance i tell you about life insurance get a policy on somebody that's older because we're all gonna die we're all gonna die but do you know that life insurance has been a way that people have began their wealth building process in this country but are you telling me that black people are too silly-minded to take this idea seriously? Are you telling me that black people are too immature to take this seriously? Oh, are you telling me that black people are too distrustful in order to engage in this wealth-building type of activity? Oh, see, that makes sense. That makes sense. Stop being a nigga. The goal is domination. Say Domination. Say it again, domination. No, 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 we don't want just black nationalism. No, 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 we're not looking to just go off in our own, corner, uh, our own corner somewhere. It don't work, it don't work. You have to stand up and provide a better alternative and lead or you will continue being oppressed, period. There is no in the middle. Either white folks are leading or you're leading. And I say that we have it within us to lead and make this country even uh, better for everybody. For everybody. And it starts taking, you know, with taking over our own communities. Get the fuck out of here. This should be so evident, but I guess it's not. It starts with taking over our own communities. Nigga, across the country, they need police officers especially in the cities cuz white folks they don't want to go in the cities because you're there they say black women are the most educated in this country they have the most degrees and yet they're the most in debt what are you doing black man struggling you got the you got the nigga struggle going on huh you're doing these second and third rate jobs nigga Wake up and smell the coffee, nigga. You pay taxes. You need to be trying to get in some of these institutions where you can earn an income. You niggas that have an orientation towards violence, the so called alpha male niggas, and I question that given our behavior. Well, why don't you be on code, alpha male nigga? And why don't you get your ass in shape, get some training in. Get your high school, get your high school diploma, nigga, and join your local law enforcement body. Huh? And make sure that black people are not getting true uh black people are not getting mis- Ooh, sorry. Black people are not getting mistreated. That's what that badge is for. Follow the law. There's nothing illegal about that. And if it's discovered that we cannot do that, if it's discovered at a systematic level that we can't do this, because we are systematically being blocked out, then we take it to the courts. We take it to the courts. Simple, simple. I do not think that would be the case. Not universally anyway, absolutely not. It is possible for black, for FBA, black people in this country to orient themselves towards sending a good number of our children into law enforcement, orienting them towards working as law enforcement officers and being successful at doing so. That is definitely possible as opposed to wanting to send our children to the NBA, to the NFL. This is stupid. This is so stupid, but it's so prevalent in FBA culture. Alright, so I said my piece. Subscribe to the show. Do it now. Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Cobras underscore shop. And leave me a message with your thoughts and the comments. I will play them on the next show. Till next time.